So, if you brought your Bible, lick your fingers. Normally we stay in one text, we're going to go from Ezekiel to Hebrews. We're going to cover an enormous amount of ground today, kind of a preliminary message, and let me just say something here. So, Myrna Lopez sold her home, we're now living in a camper, there is no correlation between the fact that my wife has a black eye and we're living in a camper. <laughs> it's not my fault the dog slammed her into the semen out here in front of 2,000 people at the fall festival. I do know the difference between me and the dog though because when she got home she looked at the dog and she said, I know you didn't mean to do that. Now if I had done it, so just so that we know the difference, we're living in and we're, we're coming into a passage that is going to detail in some position. Matter of fact, the very next verse we will look at next Sunday morning says that you submit to one another inside the home. There is a mutual submission that even though the man's at the head of the home, there's still a mutual submission, which we'll look at when we get into the text. Now the problem is, in America particularly, is the word submission. We are becoming almost a society of anarchy. California, that state of bastion of wisdom, has taken the shoplifting laws and moved them from a felony to a small little misdemeanor. So what's happened? People are stealing everywhere. They had a guy that met with the media the other day. He had baggy pants on. He just returned from a high-dollar place with two pairs of pants on under those, was putting them on eBay to sell, and then he was headed back to another store. There are now crime rings in California organizing shoplifting. Then you go to the other coast, New York, where yesterday the New Yorkers were jumping the turnstiles in the subway by the thousands, cursing all the police in New York with words you cannot use inside a church, absolutely foul, absolutely vile, and one of our government representatives, Ocasio-Cortez, was egging them on that they should curse the police and jump the turnstile and not pay. Now that, folks, is anarchy. That's a direction. What we can't have is that inside this room, inside direct biblical principles. Submission is a biblical concept for every person in this room. I don't care what they do in New York. I don't care what they do in California. What we're going to look at is how we live under the direction of Scripture. So, here we go. Go to Ezekiel. We're going to look at two beings today. Yes, we are. <laughs> Satan and Jesus. Satan, created by the Father, inferior to the Father, but gorgeous with a great calling. Now, it's a double directive in Ezekiel 28. 
It's about the king of Tyre, but it's also a statement about Satan. Now listen to what he says. We're going to read a little bit, but I want you to catch this. Ezekiel 28, beginning in verse 12, second part, thus says the Lord God, you were the signet of perfection, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. Then drop down the last part of 13, on the day that you were created, they were prepared. Here's his purpose. We don't know what this means, but this is his purpose. You were an anointed guardian cherub. I placed you. You were on the holy mountain of God in the midst of the stones of fire you walked. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till unrighteousness was found in you. So here's what he says. He talks to Satan and he says, I made you. You're part of my creation. You're inferior to me. I created you. I gave you absolute beauty, and I gave you an extremely high calling. What does he do with that? Go to Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14, verse 12. See how text-driven preaching is much easier? You get to one place and you stay. But that's not today. Now listen to what he says to him. Because Isaiah is the response of Satan to his creation, to his beauty, to his call. Here's his response. Listen to this. How you've fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to Sheol, to the far reaches of the Now, so we have this being, great calling, great beauty. His response to the Creator was, I'm not submitting. As a matter of fact, not only am I not going to submit, I'm going to knock you off your throne and I'm going with you. And he's so good at this. He takes one-third, according to Revelation, one-third of heaven with him. So he says, here's my reaction to what you've done for me. I'm done with you. I'm not submitting. I'm going to do what I want to do. Now, the question is always, how in the world did he think that he could possibly overthrow God? I'm going to give you my theory, which with all my theories is worth like the backup quarterback in Alabama. So this is worth nothing. Up until Satan's sin and his pulling of one-third of heaven with him, there's been no sin. They've never seen God's righteous anger. All they've ever experienced is his love, his beneficence, his bestowing of beauty on them, his calling them to great high callings. That's all they've known. 
I think what they did is they assumed, you know what? He's just a nice guy on that throne, and we can take him. And so he stepped out of his beauty, out of his calling, out of his blessing, and said, I will not submit to who you are. The result, he's headed, Matthew 25, to a lake of fire. That is now his destiny. Jesus is different. Now go to the book of Philippians, chapter 2. If you know where Ephesians is, if you don't, you don't attend here. But if you know where Ephesians is, go right. I want you to listen. Ephesians 1 tells us one God in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. All co-eternal, all, listen, co-equal. Jesus is God in the flesh. He is God. God the Father is God. God the Spirit is God. So there is an equal, God the Son, equal to God the Father. Now listen. Philippians 2, 5. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. In other words, literally in the Greek, a thing to be used. Now watch this. But made himself nothing. Taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name above every name. Now, you have a created being, gorgeous, high calling, I will not submit. The price he pays is extraordinarily horrible. You have the Son of God who says to his Father, I will submit to you in every way, even if it means the cross, and I will, after that cross, be glorified that there will never be a name above my name. Now, what does that mean? Go to John chapter 4, verse 34. I want you to just listen to some things Jesus said. Interesting. I don't think we pay attention to these. Listen to what he says. John 4, 34. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. He says, let me tell you what I eat. What I eat is, I just do what my father wants. I don't do what I want. I'm equal to him. I can do what I want. I'm God. But I don't. I am living in complete and absolute submission to my father. Look at chapter 5, verse 19. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing 
of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. He says, I don't do what I want to do. I'm in connection with the Father. Whatever I see him doing, that is what I will do. I don't do what I want. I do what he wants. I am in submission to him. Look at chapter 5, verse 30. I can do nothing on my own. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. He can do whatever he wants on his own, but he chooses not to. He chooses to live in submission to the Father. Look at chapter 6, verse 38. Again, for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Look at chapter 8, verse 16. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true, for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. Now, go to Ephesians 5. Now listen. So we have two beings, right? One's God, one's created. The created being who is inferior to the creator, who has been given a great high calling, a great blessing of beauty, great gifts, great calling, has looked at that creator and said, I don't care what you say, I will not submit to you. I will take you off your throne, and his destiny is now sealed as an eternal horror. The being who was equal to the Father, who didn't quit being equal to the Father. He didn't quit being God when he came. He's God in the flesh. Instead, in an equal. He chose to submit to the will of that Father, even if it meant the horrifying end of the cross, and as a result, his name is now above every name. He didn't say, I will. He said, Father, what you will. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Father, it's not what I want, it's what you want. Even if it means a cross, that's fine. I'll go, I'll go wherever you tell me to go because I am in total submission to you. He lived in submission to the Father so he could get us home. The reason you need redemption to get home is because the enemy you and I have listened to rebelled and cost himself everything and we have joined the one that despises the creator there is no arena that you're not called to submit into Christ watch wives submit your husband's ass to the Lord and then it's going to say, husband, you love your wives and basically submit to your wife in the way you treat her. So ladies, we're going to look at this next Sunday. So I assume none of you will be here. Just be an old male church next Sunday. <laughs> you have to submit to your husband. He has to treat you well by submitting to his king, Jesus. Submission is inside both. Then he says, look at this. 
Children, obey your parents in the Lord, chapter 6, for this is right. You have a responsibility to teach your children submission. And it was easy in the 60s. You watch the sitcom in the 50s and 60s. Kids were not smart aleck. They were not jerks. They honored and respected their parents. One of the things that killed me about Cosby, learning who he was, is that show brought back a submissive children to holy parents. I hated the loss of that. I don't care what they do outside this thing. You teach your children to submit. Stephen came to us one time. I don't remember his first, second grade. He came in, he said, I don't like my teacher. I don't think he's fair. I said, son, let me explain how life is in the Osborne household. Your mother is a teacher. We like teachers. We're not sure about you. So we're in the teacher's corner. Whatever the teacher says, we're good with. It's not fair. I said, I don't care. That's the way it is. He came to her another time and said, I don't want to go to church anymore. My wife said, let me explain life. Your dad's the pastor. Till you're 18, you're going. I don't want to go. We don't care. Your job is to teach your children submission. They're not allowed to be little anarchists. They don't get to smart off you. They don't get to mouth you. They don't get to disobey you. You teach your children submission. So that when they get out and the crazy governments don't, they will live correctly as believers in Jesus Christ. And then he gets really hard. Verse 5, chapter 6, Slaves, obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, with a sincere heart as you would Christ. Nothing worse than slavery. Roman Empire was no different than America in the 1800s. Some people treated their slaves well, some didn't, but it doesn't matter. You're still a slave. You're property. You're cattle. He's talking to Slaves whose master, if they want to, can sell the wife, sell the children, do whatever he wants to do. It's a horrible life. And Paul writes, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, listen, they're already submitted in physical life, but he says, you submit your heart to your master. You treat them with a sincere heart, doing the will of God from the heart, rendering service with a good will as to the Lord, not to man. Then he says to the slave owner, look at this. Masters, do the same to them. Stop your threatening, knowing that he who is both their master and yours in heaven, there is no partiality with him. He said, Master, they may be your property, but you belong to Jesus Christ, and you will treat them not the way you want to, but as Jesus wants you to, because you're submitted to Christ as they have to be submitted to you. There's always submission, even in the most horrible context you have the responsibility according to Romans chapter 13 listen to what it says let every person be subject to the governing authorities you and I have to be subject to the government I don't care if it's Democrat I don't care if it's Republican I don't care if it's independent I don't care who you think you are you're in submission to the governing authorities that's what the Bible commands us in this room and part of submission is respect 
What we put on Facebook is not submitting to the authority. Gets quiet when I say that, doesn't it? And you know who he's talking about submitting to? The emperor who's going to kill him. And then inside this church, Hebrews 13. Listen to what this says. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. You have a responsibility to the new pastor to submit to him. Does that mean he's Lord over us? No, because 1 Peter 5 says we're not allowed to lord anything over you. So there's this perfect balance where a pastor comes in and leads by example and leads by the truth of the word of God and says here's what God says, that's where we're going and you submit to that because that's your calling as a child of God and you do it in a way where you make your pastor's life easier, not harder. You've been great to me. So you do that for the next guy. Because I know this committee, and the next guy will be God's man. And you submit to him because he has to give an account to the Father of how he's done you, and you give an account to the Father of how you've done him. So everywhere you turn, there's submission. America hates it outside these walls, but I don't care what goes on outside these walls. We're going to live under God's auspice inside these walls. He said, well, you don't understand, preacher. My husband's bad. I'll tell you what you do. You ask Jesus if the cross was easier than submitting to your husband. He said, but you don't understand. My wife doesn't love me well. I, I'm not going to give myself up for her. Then you ask Jesus. Submission to the will of the Father that cost him the cross was easier than loving your wife. I'm not going to submit to the authorities. Then you ask yourself if not submitting there is easier than the cross. See, you can't ever get above the shame and the filth and the sin and the foulness that our Lord endured when he took what we are on that cross because he submitted to the call of the Father. Nothing we ever submit to is more than what our Lord submitted to. And you don't answer to Ocasio-Cortez or a government in California, and you don't answer to the pastor, you answer to Jesus Christ in your heart. And that is our calling. Let's pray. Father, remind us of your son's submission and the beauty of what came to him versus the enemy's submission and the horror of what is coming to him. Let us know to align up with the one in submission, not the one in rebellion.
clear that for us today. In Jesus' name, we ask that. Your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you've been in submission to Satan, and you want to switch that today, it's easily done in the blood of Jesus Christ. God's calling you to be a part of this fellowship. Or be easy to come down here and pray and say, you know, I've been living out of submission and I need to live under that and I want to repent and fix that as the Father speaks to you this morning. You come.